Good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour program brought to you on First Friday on AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Chuck Wilson. Joining me is my wife, Joanne. Good morning. And Father Stosh Daly will be here any second. He's on his way. He's on his way. We got really an exciting program. It's a full program, so buckle up. And uh, we're going to start by just reminding you that August is a month dedicated to the Macro Heart of Mary. We're going to be talking about Mary, but also the two hearts coming together, the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart. And powerful feast days. Woo! And Joanne's going to open us in prayer, and then we'll go over a real recap of our program this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, Father Stosh Daly. <laughs> we are all relieved. Phew. I love Jeff. <laughs> you love to put us through this pressure cooker. Oh, my goodness. We, and you know, the first part of the month is all about reparation uh -huh. and penance and yeah, we sin. Yeah, we just... <laughs> We just had a big dose of that. I know. But see, now that's all gone. Detached. <sighs> we can now breathe. It's going to be, but, well, it was going to be a good show. Now it's going to be a great show. Yeah. Father is here. And uh, it's going to be a full show, as I mentioned. We're There's gonna, a lot going on. We're going to reflect a little bit on the feast day today. Father reflect on St. John Vianney, mm. and uh, who was known to have a great zeal for souls. Uh, also, August 14th, our program director, David Orsborn, is celebrating that we have a wonderful feast day for a Franciscan, St. Michael, um, St. Maximilian Kobe. Uh, and then on the 15th, uh, the Assumption of the Blessed Mother, uh, Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and then the 22nd, Queenship of Blessed Virgin Mary. So August Father is Mary. It's a big month. It's a big one. It's huge. It's a big one. Father, honestly, I don't know one month that is not. In the church, it's I, every month I know, is but see, special. that's what's so exciting. Like, when you're Catholic and you live in the present moment, there's always a reason for a party. Exactly. <laughs> you like, know I love that, Father. <laughs> every month has its own unique focus, and it always has its, yeah. a reason for a celebration. And I think, one of the, you know, just highlighting something, and it does point back to the Sacred Heart, it goes back to that key word of um, being incarnational. Mm. You know, like God takes flesh. Jesus Christ dwelled among us in the flesh. And of course, that's the reality of the Sacred Heart, right? He reveals to us his heart so that we can see that he takes the flesh, so you see, that we can see that he was one of us, among us, speaking to us. But in our calendar of saints and celebrations and solemnities and feast days, all of these moments uh, help us 
come back to that point of God dwelled among us in the flesh. Oh, that's good. And um, one other thing, so our listeners can be ready for this, our session two, which will begin at 8.30, will be celebrating the 18th anniversary of St. Gabriel Radio by having them renew their enthronement. Really awesome. Of the Sacred Heart of Jesus during the program. And it's going to be live and uh, Bill Messerly, the executive director, will lead that with Father. But Father, maybe we get into uh, St. Uh, John Vianney. And I know he had a zeal for souls, but just really prototype for our priest today. Yes. Yeah, you know, for a long time he was um, patron saint of uh, parish priest because of his zeal and his dedication to the Lord Jesus Christ as a priest who served in a parish in the the village of Ars in France. Um, But then I think it it really took root under the the guidance of St. John Paul II during his pontificate. But then under Benedict XVI, his patronage was spread to every priest, Mm. not just the priests who work in parishes, but every priest, and not just like diocesan priests, but once again, every priest. Because uh, one of his quotes was, the priesthood is the love of the heart of Jesus. Hmm. And we may ask, and rightfully so, well, why would this saint say something like that? Because the priesthood is what brings Jesus to the people through the Eucharist, the, the mercy of God to the people through the sacrament of confession, the life of God to people through the sacrament of baptism. But when you enter into the life of John Marie Vianney, um, you enter into the life that, uh, of a young man who... Um, was no stranger or foreigner to incredible suffering. And also a, a chapter in the life of the church where there was incredible doubt and suffering because of the French Revolution. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great biographies out there about St. John Mariviani, uh, and all of them kind of point towards the same thing. Like, he should never have been ordained a priest. That's what I like about him. You know, most. he um, struggled with academics. He struggled with languages. Uh, you know, keep in mind the priests were expected to be not just aware of and attentive to, but fluent in Latin, and he really struggled. Um, but the church in France at that time in history was so incredibly desperate for priests, and the church was, she had been persecuted, ripped apart, pulled apart, sent underground in many parts of France. And there was this desperation to have the Mass offered. And, uh, you know, different biographies will word it different ways, and different authors will explain it in different methods. But they all kind of point towards this, like, it was at that moment in time when God wanted John Marie Vianney to be ordained, because in any other moment in time, he may not have been ordained. And he was, and he was sent to the village of ours. And, um, you know, of course, there's that famous dialogue where he encountered a little boy in the farm fields outside of the village. And the young priest approached the boy and said, um, how do I get to ours? And the little boy just kind of pointed the way. And then he said, now it's my turn to teach you how to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he stayed there for you know, the vast majority of his priesthood, had a powerful devotion to St. Philomena, would give all the credit to St. Philomena for anything and everything he's able to accomplish. He lived the penitential life of the Third Order of St. Francis. Um, so he himself was bound to the Franciscan Order. But he understood something, and this is very important for us on the first Friday of this month of August. He understood something. We fall apart and we get lost in the darkness of suffering if we do not have the light that comes forth from the heart of Jesus. 
So when you see the Sacred Heart of Jesus and it's like engulfed in the flames and it's always ablaze with a burning charity for humanity, John Marie Vianney knew what it was like to be lost in the suffering. He knew what it was like to be lost in the darkness of chaos. But he also knew, as long as I know the heart of Jesus, I can find my way through this. One step at a time. Sent to a parish, ill-equipped, inadequate, dirt poor, roof was falling down, no one believed. You know, there was more attendance at the local bar than there was at Mass on Sunday. He had his work cut out for him. And yet over time, he persevered, kept his eyes on the heart of Jesus, preached over and over and over again the need for confession, the reality that the door was always open, you know, the mercy of God, spending hours and hours every day in the confessional. Um, eventually, you know, he made that little village of ours and his parish church the center of a thriving church family, open schools for children, um, you know, made sure masses were offered, confessions were offered, devotions were offered. I mean, he really is an example for a priest who goes into a place that might be challenging or spiritually dead, what to do. Well, I think he's also a wonderful example for the laity because, you know, it seems from what I've read, he wasn't physically attractive. It's not like he had this tremendous gift for preaching as far as the personality, (laughs) you know, and um, his intellect was marginal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really? He is the patron? And you say, really? Mm -hmm. Because we look at our priests today and their humanness. We look at people today and we always say gifts and struggles. But sometimes we want our priests to have certain gifts and not have certain struggles. But we lose sight of the priesthood. That St. John Vianney was there to bring Jesus and to forgive sins and to be that that Christ presence. Mm -hmm. And that's a priest. So when we focus on that... You know, we see the gift. Yep. We see the tremendous gift. And I, I just think we, I love that he is the model. <laughs> and, and I, he, I love that. And he has a quote, when you see a priest, think of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I think often we don't see our priest as Lord Jesus Christ. We see him for what they are only because of how we see him on Sunday or a homily versus seeing them 24 hours a day being Jesus Christ to those in hospitals, those uh, suffering families, lost a loved one. And I think we all need that maybe today, that recommitment to thank our priests for being priests, appreciate them, and be here to help serve them. And I know, Father, he said something else that really struck me that maybe all of us can relate. The sacred heart of Jesus and the human heart of the priest shall beat as one. Mm. And I was thinking, Father, how that might have resonated with your vocation or how he has influenced your vocation at all. Yeah. I know it's such a it's such a beautiful question. And I think, you know, that those words are a consolation for us when we uh maybe struggle with our faith or wonder, how do I pray for my parish priest? Or, you know, they hear the words of Joanne, you're like, okay, you know, 
I understand that every priest has his humanity. There's his gifts and his talents and struggles and weaknesses and also his areas of victories, you know? Um, but when you think of like the words of uh, St. John Marie Vianney, whose feast day we celebrate today on this, also the first Friday of the month, you know, there's that idea that when the priest is a man rooted in the life of Jesus, when the priest is a man who is rooted in a life of prayer, when the priest is a man who is of the life of the church, he, like you said, Chuck, it's not just the hour on Sunday at Mass that I see him, but this man is supposed to live the life of the Good Shepherd all day and all night. And there's uh, the reality of that, you know? Um, but when he lives that life, he's living literally the interior life of the priest as a life in union with the heart of Jesus, you know? Uh, a lot of times you'll think, and you guys, you're the parents of a priest, you know? Yeah. So very much like my mother this morning, I woke up to text messages, happy feast day, happy feast day. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what? Where oh, are we? Thank like <laughs> God she called you. At least she oh, got up. <laughs> you know, but there's that idea that it's like, okay, you know, um, the priest is so bound to mm -hmm. Jesus, yeah. you know, and you know, whether you're a parent of a priest or a parishioner who's very fond of your priest or someone who just has this inkling to pray for the priest, you know, the, that man who is a priest of Jesus is supposed to be living on the inside his interior life a deep union with every beat of the heart of Jesus. And like I was going to say, you know, you guys see your son as a priest, Father Wilson, and you might be like, where do you come up with these ideas for your <laughs> yeah. parish? You know, yeah. now you have this and now you're doing that. Right. Well, those are inspirations ultimately from the heart of Jesus. Right. And the conduit that unites the heart of Jesus to the heart of the priest is really the Holy Spirit. And the gift of humility for the priest is learning from the Lord Jesus Christ to accept, you know, his mother as your own mother, the Holy Virgin. So a priest a priest only really makes it when he's really tapping into that heart of Jesus, living right. in union with it. And it's something that, you know, might be um, a reason for wonder and awe for some. It might be uh, something that might be even a stumbling block for others. Like, they just don't get it. They, they think priests should live a different way of life. You know, they think the priest should be more like the people in the world and the people in the world should be less like the priest type of thing, you know. And ultimately, when you get into... Uh, frustrations and questions that can lead to doubt and contempt for the priesthood. Um, it's all you separate it from the priest. You set the pre separate the priest from the heart of Jesus. And thinking of the words of um, you know Saint John Vianney, I'm thinking of also the words of another beautiful priest, uh, Cardinal George. May he rest in peace. And he had made the comment. He said, you know, when people ask about changing the life of the priesthood, they look at what the priest does. They don't look at who the priest is. Hmm, that's yeah. profound. Yeah, you know, they look at only what he does as a professional. Well, anybody can do that, you know. But when you look at who the priest is, he's supposed to be another Jesus. Then the priesthood takes on a different hue. And that's really the life of John Reed. And, you know, Gianni. just practically, just practically, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation about priests because they are in our parish, they are... You know, um, they they have an important role, and they're human. Yeah. But I just caution everyone when they are speaking about the humanness of a priest, the personality, the whatever, whatever. You know, practically, I want to say, what if this was your son that you were talking about? Mm -hmm. Who wants to be a priest <laughs> if this is you know we want yeah. vocations? Yeah. And so practically. We need to be especially reverent, especially understanding of 
as you say, Father, what a priest really is mm. and what his role really is. And talking about that, we're going to skip 10 days now, move from August 4th okay, to August Keeping us right on task. Yeah, and uh, St. <laughs> Maximilian Kobe, oh, a yeah. Franciscan priest who Mary appeared to Maximilian mm. at age 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't even think of someone at age 10 as, as even open. Yeah, that's true. Well, Chuck, speak for yourself. <laughs> Maybe I was a You were thinking learner. of Tonka trucks. <laughs> Joanne was, was having visits from yeah, the people in heaven. I forgot the women are ahead of the boys. But anyway, as we talk about that, the one quote that gets to me then, Father, uh, is to lead every individual with Mary to the most sacred heart yep. of Jesus. Absolutely. I mean, how Mary, yeah. Individual with Mary to the most sacred heart. Yep. It's like the two hearts. Yeah. Mary's heart leads us to Jesus's heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, lest we give the impression that August is the Franciscan month. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I have David sitting to my and left. And you know, we love Franciscan <laughs> you know, also. And we have a, a variety of saints between now and Maximilian Colby. I mean, once again, it, on this first Friday of the month, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, these two saints stand out as individuals who, in their own way, responded to the call of Jesus mm-hmm. to do everything they could to bring humanity back to his heart. John Marie Vianney did it in his own way as a parish priest uh, in the middle of the countryside of France. Maximilian Colby as a Franciscan friar, a conventional Franciscan friar. Um, and of course, he was set on fire with this love going all the way back to his childhood. And, um, you know, to all of you moms and dads out there, here's a special little anecdote for you. When Maximilian Kolbe um, was a little boy, before he took the religious name Maximilian, you know, his um, he was just being a little boy. He was just being what boys are, you know? And his mother uh, got annoyed by something he was doing. And with a very stern voice, you know, she said, what will become of you? You know, uh, and that question resonated with him and it haunted him because it wasn't a flippant response. It was a challenge, you know, yeah. where are you going in life? You mm. know, you're, you're going to be a lost soul Mothers type of thing. say those things. <laughs> think those things. You know, and that kind of opened him up yep. to a life of prayer at that mm-hmm. age of 10. Um, and, you know, Chuck, you're right. You know, we... We all treasure the innocence of the children among us, but we fail to acknowledge that our Lord and Our Lady are already at work in their lives mm. at that age. And the mother of Maximilian Kolbe, when she responded, what will become of you? That opened up his heart in a mm. powerful way, a painful way. And then Our Lady appeared to him, offering mm. him, of course, the two crowns, uh, one red, one white, you know. And, um, and of course, then his life, you know, at a young age, he entered the conventual Franciscans and, of course, still at a young age, was sent to Rome to study. And that's where he encountered the cruelty of the world, uh, the hatred for the faith and the hatred for the papacy, too. And he went back to the friary and inspired by that deep love for Our Lady that went back to his childhood. He understood that Our Lady's sole goal, and this is a very apologetical moment for us, Our Lady's sole goal is to bring us to Jesus, her son. Like Our Lady has no desire to just bring us to herself. She then brings us to herself and then walks us to her son, Jesus Christ. And that's very important because there's still a lot of questions in a lot of people's minds and hearts about why do Catholics have Mary in such an yeah. important role? Well, if you enter the life of Maximilian Kolbe, mm-hmm. you understand why. Because she brings us to the heart of Jesus. 
She never just, you know, pulls us in and then just keeps us close. No, she pulls us in, keeps us close, and then walks us, escorts us to the heart of her son, Jesus. And his, he founded what's called the Militia Immaculata, which is an incredibly vast, wide, uh, really, truly a lay movement throughout the world. And the people who entered into this movement, still existing today, that's their goal, right? Get to the it's Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's still existing today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I'm in it. I'm right across the table oh, from you. you know? Oh, wow. And I think, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, the whole goal is the Sacred Heart of Jesus, but we think of the Immaculata, Our Lady under the title of the Immaculata, the Immaculate Conception, and how she is perfect in her humanity. And she takes us, meets us, takes us to Jesus Christ, her Son. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful day, once again, on this first Friday of the month of August, where we consider the reality of the heart of Jesus, God dwelling in the flesh among us, his call to us to come back to him, you know, come to me, follow me. And then what are we doing? We're advocating bringing him into your home as you seek to enter into his heart. And we've got all these beautiful saints. I mean, just amazing saints who then, in their own way, in their own time, uh, work to bring people to the heart of Jesus. I mean, I never realized how many saints there are that were focused on the sacred heart of Jesus. And some of them were implicit and some of them were explicit, and yet it's all there when you start digging into their lives. Yeah. Father, because of our time schedule with this great enthronement coming up, we're going to have to go to the next day, (laughs) August 15th. Or we could stay on Maximilian Kobe. Oh, any one of them we could stay on. And, And so forth. And that beautiful day of the assumption of our lady being assumed in the heaven. It's huge. I mean, it is such mm-hmm. a huge day. And how do you address day. that to Protestants out there or people that can't even fathom this? Well, I mean, I tell them calories don't count, so you should really be Catholic, <laughs> you know? I mean, on the day of the Assumption, I mean, our mother has just been taken to heaven. They do kind of add up, though. Ah, well, they add up, but they don't count. You know, now, carbs do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, don't worry about the calories, but do worry about the carbs. You know, no, it's one of those days, like, on the Assumption of Our Lady, you know, there is absolutely no excuse, no reason for anyone to not be filled with excitement and joy yeah. on the 15th of August when we celebrate as Catholic Christians the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. Now, even in that great celebration itself, you know, in the life of the church, which, I mean, I cannot overstate how huge this solemnity is. Um, and this is one of, the, one of my, like, I, I guess, beefs of how we speak um, is we, we call it a holy day of obligation. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't like how that sounds. Yeah. I mean, this is an op- it sounds, opportunity. It's a negative. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an absolutely amazing opportunity to go and pray the Mass in celebration of the fact that Our Lady, your mother, yeah. the mother of God, yeah. has been literally pulled into heaven. Yeah. And guess what? If she didn't go there, you're not going there. Yeah. But she did go there, so you and I can get there. Mm-hmm. Well, why? How could someone say that? Because if Jesus Christ is going to pull his mother into heaven, that means he has officially entered, the doors are open, and he wants us to come home. And we should go where our mother has gone. Body and soul. Absolutely. I mean, this is you cannot overstate the significance, the importance mm-hmm. of the solemnity of the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, body and soul into heaven. And just the opportunity to consider that. And of course, you know, even like the timing, like Chuck's high, Chuck said on the 14th, Maximilian Kolbe, a priest, a friar, and who he loved dies on that day. Yeah. <clears throat> and well, then on the, the very vigil. next day, yeah. you know, the assumption and to, to understand just. Like, Our Lady does not leave us behind. She wants to take us to her son. And, it, I mean, <clears throat> they're like I said, it, there's just no way you can overstate how great it is. I mean, it's a day that, like, 
if you have people living with you at home, that's a day to make sure that in your home, it's a day of celebration. Do whatever you have to do, however little, however great, however small. We can do better, Chuck. Well, I, I think really, <laughs> why we show up. The bar has Why been we set. show up every month for now seven years is we're still trying to do better. You know, now, what I read in between those lines was gift. Yeah. There's some selfish <laughs> motives. What I heard was dinner outside of the house. Oh, well, oh that's a great idea. That came from Father. Father, in 1989, on the feast of, of uh, the Assumption of our Blessed Mother, uh, on the night before, we were in Medjugorje with all of our children, and we went to Mass at 12 o'clock. And I think it was over with after three. Oh, all the different languages of the world. Because every language oh had oh. to do the, the gospel. Go- every language was oh, the gospel. really oh, yeah. amazing. And it was outside. Oh, yeah. And we had sleep bags with the children there. Uh, so if they had to lie down. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking, what a beautiful night when you said, yeah. it's not a day of obligation. We were there to honor Our yeah. Lady. Yeah. It's a day of celebration. Because of the assumption. And you don't yeah. have to do that in Medjugorje. Yeah. It can do that. Right here. Right, right here. here. In your home. Yeah. And Light it's also <laughs> a great day to renew your enthronement. It's such a good day for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because she's leading us to yeah. the Sacred Heart. Yeah. And now... This is my theology 101. Wilson's That's why we have to theology. check with Father every time. I love how can, we do this on I live say, radio. Can I say <laughs> literally that the two hearts were reconnected again? I think in, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you can. I just hope I get to be next to you in heaven when she's like, um, they were never separate. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. what I'm thinking. Well, but we you're probably, actually right. I mean, when they, she entered into heaven, there was a beautiful reunion. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And we, we have one minute left, and then we're going to introduce Bill. I can't believe but in minute. that, the queenship, Father, <laughs> oh in my. one minute, August 22nd. Eat whatever you want. The queenship <laughs> of the Blessed Virgin Mary. There we go. <laughs> she is the queen, right? Oh, she has to because her son is king. That's what we wanted to hear. Okay, there was just so much more that could be said. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you don't get this on any other radio station. No. I just want to throw that out no. there. This the insanity is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so. The pressure is on Father. But we, we will come back to our queenship. And welcome to uh, Bill Messerly, the executive director. And Bill, uh, you're going to enthrone the radio station after our break. Uh, maybe give us a little background. Why now? Well, we need it. <laughs> That's good. Chuck, we, you we and your one-word answers that you expect from all of us. We need it. You know, <laughs> Father, Father has set the stage all morning. He's <laughs> given really clear <laughs> and simple oh, answers to every question. It. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, oh. We, we, we really need it. We need to recommit ourselves oh, to the right. promise we mm-hmm. made in uh, 2009 when everything was disheveled. We were losing hope that St. Gabriel Radio would be a sustainable apostolate here in our diocese. Mm. People like yourself, Chuck, that had been meeting uh, as businessmen and women to come up with the right solution to that sustainability question. And the right solution was on our own radio station Mm -hmm. through Gloria Anson. And Gloria Anson talked about, have you put 
first things first spiritually in your life and in your organization? And although I think we could say yes, I think we needed to proclaim that publicly. So we proclaimed that publicly as a board of directors in March of 2009. We processed in with these images that are in our mm -hmm. studio right now, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. They were donated by you, Chuck and Joanne. Joanne, tell our listeners about how you came upon these beautiful images with the frames that are over 100 years old. How did you stumble upon them? Well, and I called they... you two days before, and I said, Joanne, do you have any images? With... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, it was a rescue. They were on the floor. They were dirty. They were out of their frames. They were at Scott's Antiques. And um, it looked sad. And so, and Chuck was not with me to say, we don't need any more religious. <laughs> he, he was in another part. What a great way to compliment him. I've been thrown out of the bus a couple times already this morning. God is love. We <laughs> so, need a little marriage counseling father with no, you. But, no, but he shared that he had seen them before no, me and I hoped did. that I wouldn't no, see them. That is true. I walked by him and my thought was, I hope Joanne doesn't see <laughs> So I purchased them, cleaned them, fixed them, and then, uh, then Bill asked about images and i think you might have seen them in our home propped up in no, the living room at the bible study I, anyway I wish I, I wish i would have seen them but i love that metaphor right so yeah. what did you do when you saw the images i felt bad they were just laying down there and they were full of dust dust and i think that's a good metaphor for yeah. although our hearts were centered on christ yeah. at least in some regard it was a little dusty our, our own dirty. hearts here at St. Yeah. Gabriel Radio. And we yeah. needed to clean them up. Yeah, we needed that's to good, purify them. We needed to purify our intentions. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to encourage you to do today is to recommit yourself to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in your own home if you've already enthroned. But if you haven't, go to welcomeisheart.com. You can self-enthrone your home, have your image blessed by your priest, and it's a three-day preparation. So you pray a decade of the rosary together as a family, and then on that Sunday after Mass, you invite all your friends over, <laughs> you know, all of your family members over. But you don't have to. Those who can't make it, you can. your family members, you can put their images near that Sacred Heart mm -hmm. image. And you enthrone that home, that that home is centered only on the love of Jesus Christ and that he will reign in that home. And he takes you right where you are. Mm. It's not like you have to be uh, a saint in order to do if, this. If you're dusty... We all are. Yeah. He's calling you to do that this week, this month, yeah. this, this uh, Great, fall Bill. sometime. You know, I thought of Bill, Father Joe Loss said to us as a family, uh, when we enthrone our home, is you don't need the ticket until you're ready to board the, the train. And I think St. Gabriel was ready at that moment. It was your moment that you knew that something had to happen. And he accepted and the ticket. And I think for all of our listeners, <clears throat> all of us, we're here in this room all because of a little yes. We never mm -hmm. thought mm -hmm. what was going to transpire from a yes. It was our hope, but it's a little yes, and then let the Lord take over. Oh, that's good. So this is what we're going to discuss. I know, Father, if you want to close us in prayer, and then we will start the enthronement live 
when we come back. Ooh, stay tuned. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs. Your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. A priest friend of mine loves jeeping. It's the spiritual lessons more than the nature and the mud. He told me that when off-roading, you have to head straight for the obstacles, and he loves that. It's counterintuitive. But the only way you get past a big rock is to put your wheel right on it and to ride right over it. If you don't, you're going to bottom out. That's what the spiritual life is like, isn't it? When a problem comes our way, we often want to run around it, but we got to go straight for it to get past it. You got obstacles in a relationship? Go right at it. Talk about it. Obstacles in your spiritual life? Go to confession. Obstacles in your emotional life? Talk about them. Go to counseling if you have to. Running around things or away from things, it only makes you bottom out. And sometimes when you're on a really rough trail, things break. Mistakes are made, but that's okay. It doesn't have to break you. Half the adventure is putting things back together again. It's all true when you're off-roading. It's all true with the spiritual life too. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man, but there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person, I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here today, uh, we celebrate something very special on this first Friday of the month of August, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Today, only through the grace of Jesus and because of the support of our listeners like you, so we have uh, decided to honor that gift, that reality, and we thought it appropriate to bring our listening family together as we renew the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In the background, perhaps, you may hear uh, the gentle sound of singing. Just outside of the door of the studio, uh, members of the St. Gabriel family have begun singing to the heart of Jesus as they uh, make their way into the studio. And once again, this is all because uh, they're renewing the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio as a way to not only give thanks and praise to God for the blessings he has bestowed, but also to beseech his blessings upon uh, the days that are to come. Um, perhaps you can hear the singing in the background. The Sacred Heart has been brought into the studio 
the Sacred Heart of Jesus has now been placed in his uh, position of honor here in the studio. And Bill Messerly will enter into the uh, formal renewal of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart over St. Gabriel Radio and its family. I, Bill Messerly, the Executive Director of St. Gabriel Radio, and on behalf of all of our listeners, donors, volunteers, and board members, renew our enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus as our King, Savior, brother, and friend. Jesus, you're our only desire, and we make a covenant of love with you today. We're determined to live the life of Jesus, a life of virtue and in simplicity. He will rule over our hearts, and our love is for him alone. We will keep his fire of love ever burning by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist and in acts of kindness to each other. Accept our prayers and acts of love as a way to repair damage caused by our own selfishness. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, we are gathered here today to proclaim your complete union with St. Gabriel Radio. From now on, we recommit ourselves to lead a Christ-like life. We will strive to develop all the virtues which bring with us the peace that you promised. We ask you to be the king of our hearts and to increase our love for you through Holy Communion. Keep us faithful to your commandments, to love God and our neighbor. Divine Heart of Jesus, preside over St. Gabriel's airways and all of our undertakings. Bless spiritually and temporally our listeners, volunteers, board, and donors. Sanctify our joys and comfort us in our sorrows. And if any of our members of our St. Gabriel Radio family should separate themselves from you, remind them, O Sacred Heart of Jesus, of your infinite love and mercy. When the hour of separation comes and death brings sorrow into our St. Gabriel Radio family of listeners, we will humbly accept your divine will. We will console and comfort each other with the thought that the time will come when our family of listeners will be united lovingly with you in heaven forever. We ask the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, Protector of the Church, to offer our promise to you. May the memory of this promise be with us always. Amen. We renounce Satan and all his empty promises. We invite Mary, the model of purity, and love to make our hearts more like her heart. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We pray for the unbound grace from God who will allow us to show patience and kindness as we begin again. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For all absent members of our St. Gabriel Radio family, both living and dead, we ask that we are spiritually united through the power of Jesus. Lord, hear our prayer. Jesus, you told us, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. In your name, with great confidence, St. Gabriel Radio prays for faithfulness to the teaching of the Holy Catholic Church, fervency for souls, 
willingness to proclaim God's love with joy and peace, and wisdom in discerning new initiatives, and for the petitions that we hold in the silence of our heart. Lord, Lord, hear our our prayer. prayer. Let us recite together, One Our Father, one Hail Mary, and a glory be for the St. Gabriel Radio listening family as it renews the enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on the occasion of St. Gabriel Radio's 18th anniversary. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and, and to the Son, and, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was in the beginning, it's now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, we thank you for choosing St. Gabriel Radio to receive your presence and love. We ask for the grace to be faithful to our new way of life in you. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Queen of Heaven, unite us with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, our King, Savior, and Friend. Amen. We thank you for joining us as St. Gabriel Radio has renewed the enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We have reaffirmed the centrality of Jesus Christ as the King, brother, and friend of St. Gabriel Radio on this Friday, August 4th, 2023. <laughs> There's a silent cheer in the background. I think you guys can all clap. I think that'd be very fitting. <laughs> okay. And, and Bill, when did actually uh, St. Gabriel, it started 18 years ago. Yeah, August 4th. And started from a men's group up in Cardington. Yeah. At the Sacred Heart Church. At the Sacred Heart Church. Mm. God always weaves yeah. such a beautiful Hasn't story. He's so romantic. I know. It's like providential. I mean, we're all miracles here. We're, we're just trying to do, we're trying to be vessels mm-hmm. and, and no more. And uh, I think for our listeners today, as you said, uh, what's preventing them from their enthronement or renew the enthronement? Because I think a lot of people struggle today, and maybe Father and Bill, you can help with this, say, I've been thrown, but I'm still dealing with all this misery. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, Dave you know. just walked in the studio. That's, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and we, we have to make sure they understand when they're enthroned, they're in the heart of Jesus. Right, Father? Yeah, it's so true. And I, and I think to even just kind of boil it down to something a little bit more um, pointed, there's a lot of people who are just being prevented from getting to Jesus. You know, it's uh, we, you and me and we may say, you know, there's a, a roadblock to the enthronement, but how many more people out there, um, they're just prevented, they're being blocked. They, there's a hurdle in front of them of just getting to the Lord himself, let alone mm-hmm. declaring the Lord to be king, brother and friend. But they're being prevented from even just having access to, 
or experiencing an encounter with the person of God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. And, you know, and therein lies one of the most powerful blessings of the Lord upon St. Gabriel Radio and then the blessings from St. Gabriel Radio upon all of our listeners is right now, today, on the airwaves, St. Gabriel Radio, make sure that you right now hear the holy name of Jesus, who is the Christ. You know, now on other stations and other times, you might hear that name, but it's usually taken in vain. Yeah. But here it's always said with great love, veneration, respect, honor. Um, There's a sense of joy. There's a sense of penance. There's a sense of reparation. But, you know, the sole task of St. Gabriel Radio is to bring all of you to that encounter with God in the flesh, Jesus. And when we start to help people have that encounter, that meeting with the Lord, then it's like a it's a beautiful privilege, it's a holy task for you and I and all of us, you know, we as a family, to then explain, you have met the Lord, now invite him in to your heart, invite him into your family, invite him into your home. And as you can do that, and as you do uh, undertake that great task of becoming one with the Lord, getting to know him, getting to love him, learning how to serve him, you know, then to then encourage them, acknowledge him as king, you know, acknowledge him as the brother, as the friend, as the savior, as the Christ. And, uh, and I think it's kind of what, it's perfect what Bill said earlier, just before the break, you know, we already knew who he was. We already knew his importance. We already knew his central role here, but we hadn't made it public. Mm. We had not spoken mm. it, you know, we knew it, we shared it, but we were all still in the shadows. But when we spoke that and made it public, Mm -hmm. there's a certain liberation that takes place there. And like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, Chuck, um, we may have brought the Lord Jesus into our home. We may have allowed him to enter into our heart. The relationship we have with him may be undeniable. It might not be perfect. We might be working at it. We may have even acknowledged him as king, brother, and friend through a public declaration like the enthronement. Maybe I live alone. Maybe I'm with my spouse. Maybe it's us and the kids or empty nesters or we've moved out and downsized, whatever the case may be, we've acknowledged him, Jesus, as king, brother, and friend, and yet this the mess is still there. The dirt, the dust is still there. But that's when, you know, we have that opportunity to realize it's a process. You know, the Lord is persevering and loving us, and he's asking us to be open to that grace that he gives to persevere in loving him. And if you really want the Lord to clean fast, it'll hurt. So he cleans slowly, methodically over, like we always say, he rearranges the furniture, you know? mm-hmm. but it's that process. And if there's still the process unfolding in your life, don't give up. Just ask for the grace to be patient Isn't as the Lord the loves you. is that where the honoring comes Absolutely. In? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that one and done thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already been like, it's never a one and done. Like here we are renewing again here at St. Gabriel Radio. If you've already enthroned the Lord as King, brother, and friend, the sacred heart of Jesus in your family, in your home, in your life. Consider renewing the enthronement this month. And there's so many helps to do that. That's we are signing up for the newsletter. And, you know, I was just reading it yesterday. It's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. the testimonies of other people are so encouraging as they share, you know, the graces that have come to them yeah. and the books that have been written. Yep. Emily Jaminetz and Father Laramie, there's some wonderful other books but to continue to read continue to the life of saint margaret mary you know keep that flame you get excited when you when you read those things it's a renewal 
And actually, you know, if you go to the website for the Diocese of Columbus, you can mm. pull up some of the oh. most recent letters written by our own bishop. And, our bishop. and he references the heart of Jesus, oh, the power of the heart so of Jesus inspiring. over and over again in his letter. Yes, and it just, a it's, a, it's a powerful, beautiful way to just hear mm. from our own local shepherd yep. about the, the role of the heart of Jesus in the life of the church and the life of your, your own home. And, and I think, uh, Father, as we're talking, it's really our hearts being able to get on fire with our Lord by allowing our Lord to be the king, brother, and friend of our homes, taken over. But he's really saying, now you have to get back to the Eucharist. Yes. You have to get back to Mass. <laughs> yeah. And I think for all of us, when we come into Mass, we have to understand we're coming into really the Mass and seeing our Lord's heart in yeah. the Eucharist. Oh, that's good, yeah. Chuck. That's so true. <clears throat> no, it's absolutely true. And, and you know, just as someone who's out there listening, if you struggle with, the reality of the Holy Mass, attending Mass on Sundays, whatnot. And you, you do attend, maybe, but you're just kind of left with question, more questions than answers. I, I just invite you, I challenge you, I encourage you, try attending a daily Mass. Mm. It's amazing how, you know, when you go to a daily Mass, because you don't have the, uh, there's no, you don't have the privilege or the, the obligation of Sunday Mass, you know, it's a daily mass. You know, there's a smaller crowd, more intentional people who are making a point out of their busy workday to go, their weekday to go. It's amazing how that experience of the mass prayed in your parish church or any chapel on a weekday, it actually increases your ability to celebrate mass on Sunday. And it's a know, compliment, you know? I, I would also, that's a wonderful suggestion. And there helps for the mass, the Magnificat for me, uh, reading the scripture as well as hearing it proclaimed. And then the meditation today is uh, written by St. John Vianney. And, you know, there's always a meditation. So if you get there even a little bit early or stay after, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just um, sometimes for me and for many people just hearing it. Yeah. You're distracted when you're hearing it, reading it. Mm. Or you can read it beforehand and meditate on it. It it really is so helpful. Yeah. And if it's intimidating, you know, if, like you said, go to Mass before or after or even at home. Find the readings for the Mass of the day. Yeah. And if it's intimidating to approach the readings, and for many people, they're just intimidated. It's just the distance uh -huh. factor, the ignorance factor. Mm -hmm. Just simply pray from your heart, Lord, give me the grace so that I understand what it is you want me to get today. Mm. Because I know mm -hmm. you're going to be giving me these gifts, but if I don't know how to receive them, then I don't know how to appreciate them. So, mm -hmm. Lord, just give me the grace to understand your word that mm -hmm. I'll hear proclaimed. I'm going to read it before. Mm -hmm. Help me to get it. If you go to church and you're not sure what to say, mm -hmm. how to pray before Mass or after or even during, you know, most churches have like a missalette or a hymnal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the little book in the pew either in front of you or at the ends of the pew. You know, most of those now are published in such a way to where if you go to the back, on the inside cover or on the back cover— there are some of our more traditional prayers, you know, and sometimes you let, you're, you're left thinking, I know I need to pray. I just don't know what to say. Well, you can pick up one of the hymnals or maybe a bulletin, and a lot of them will have printed now those old, the old-fashioned traditional prayers, and it's not meant to take away your own prayer. It's actually meant to be like a diving board. Mm -hmm. You use that prayer that's printed to then spring into what the Lord wants you to say, think, and do. But you know, there's really there's a there's that's many helpful, Father. there's many reasons to be intimidated, 
But when you know what, where to go and what to do and where to start, yeah. it kind of falls away. But if you don't have anyone to explain it, it can be hard, you know? You know, it's probably a nice, good time to maybe reflect on things that people also can enter into with the Sacred Heart here in our Columbus Diocese. We've talked about the enthronement uh, and the renewal, and certainly you go to welcomeisheart.com. Joanne mentioned the newsletter, Keep the Flame Burning. Every month, it keeps you uh, a reflection for you to go deeper and reminds you of the first Friday. Uh, then on the Thursday night before first Friday, uh, we have a monthly gathering uh, at St. Paul's for everyone. We had last night. Last night, 615 Mass, and it starts at 7 over with just past 8 o'clock. But it's our Lord reflecting uh, that night when he was in the Garden of e- the Garden. Uh, where he, where the disciples slept, fell asleep, right, Father? Yeah. And yeah. we're there to comfort our Lord on that Thursday night. And then it's First Friday, and this is important to get to Mass. This is a very important day, and maybe just give our people just an overview. Why First Friday? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, if we could just remember, you know, all of this came forth from Jesus himself. And he asked, you know, people to cultivate an awareness and attentiveness and intentional love for his heart. And that's why, you know, we have the practice of like the Thursday evening before the first Friday, we kind of enter into the, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane, We keep vigil with him. You know, we ask for that grace to remain attentive, awake. Uh, We don't want to doze off and fall asleep, you know, just kind of be vigilant. But then on the first Friday, to live that first Friday of the month in a spirit of uh, vigilance, but also of like reparation. You know, the Lord has loved us so much so that we may have access to heaven through him. But on Friday, especially the first Friday, to love him in response, not to merely consider how he loves us, but then to love him in response to his love for us um, and to attend the Holy Mass. And then when we attend Mass on the first Friday of the month, the graces we receive in Holy Communion, the graces we receive from praying the Mass, to offer those graces up in a spirit of reparation. What does that mean? We offer the graces up as a, as a gift, as an offering, uh, in place of, in the name of those who only insult Jesus. We seek to make amends on behalf of the humanity, our brothers and sisters in humanity, who either refuse to draw close to him, they, you know, they blow him off, they ignore him, they don't respond to him, or maybe, God forbid, they insult and attack him. No, we will be those who are vigilant in loving him. Like you said earlier, we will honor him on this day. We will pay attention to his heart in our home, listen to his heart in our lives, and then receive his heart in the Mass that we attend. And I don't know that we thank our supporters, our friends, our donors enough to say thank you so much because you are very much needed and appreciated for this apostolate. Because our, our desire, our prayer is to grow it. Um, of course, starting mostly, the big spark was Columbus is, yeah. but nationally, sure. internationally, yeah. really the whole world. And we need you and we thank you. Right. And then we talked about First Friday Mass. We have the First Friday Sacred Hour program that you're listening to. On the fourth Sunday, we offer a Zoom rosary. Uh, It's at 7.30, and you can go to, again, Welcome His Heart, get all the information. Uh, We have monthly prayer intentions, and on the 15th of the month, 
Uh, not only are they prayed for by a religious order, but also uh, by the 8,000 on our email list that go out for people to pray for these prayer intentions. But most importantly, we also have our 12th annual Sacred Heart Congress coming up here at St. Paul's Again Father on November 4th. And I remember when we met 12 years ago. (laughs) It's uh, true. Just the other day. (laughs) And we had the Men's and Women's Conference. And, and, you know, when I was, Joanne was involved with the women's, I was involved in the men's. And you said, you know, we really want to have a Congress. And we decided to have it in the fall because it could bring the men and women together. Mm. And this year we're going to have the sisters there uh, for the children after and the, the mess. And the children. Kate, mm. So you can bring your children. Families. But your thoughts with the Congress, Father, it was going to be the gathering. Yeah. So for those who have already uh, drawn close to the heart of Jesus, for those who have already enthroned the heart of Jesus in their lives, in their homes, wherever they may be, it would be a yearly opportunity where we'd all come together. Well, we'd all come together, renew our commitment to the Lord together, but also experience and embrace the sense of community among those who have made that intentional decision to follow the Lord. So that's why we always have the Mass. We always have adoration. There's always prayers. There's meditations. There's a, you know inspiring talks. But the idea is to kind of shake ourselves into realizing I'm not the only one pursuing the Lord. There's this vast community of other disciples who are also along the way. And there's a certain undeniable strength and even a power in realizing I am one of many. I'm not one who is alone. I'm one of many. And there's a relief in there. And there's always a sense of joy in the air, you know, at the Congress of the Sacred Heart. And that's why it's important for us to come together as a family around the heart of Jesus. And, you know, I think for me, it's always a great time to continue to renew our enthronement, to renew that we're honoring Jesus. So, Father, I know we're coming to an end, uh, but for people uh, to sign up now, you can sign up for the Congress. Go on welcomehisheart.com. We're going to have the bishop again this year with Mass. We're going to have Monsignor Frank Lane, which is going to be a gift as a speaker. Emily Jaminette as a speaker. We'll have a testimony. And then Father Stas Daly uh, will help us with the adoration benediction in closing and the sisters will be there for the children. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a wonderful, packed, uh, half-day half event, starting at 8 over at 12. So, Father, thank you for everything today. Thank you, Father. We made it through. I think we checked all the boxes, <laughs> program director. And if you are as exhausted as we are, yeah. then we know you are listening to the hour, and the Sacred Heart is, Hour on St. Eva Radio. Th- there was no rehearsal. This is live. There's this never is a rehearsal. Everything. Never. Well, we invite you to join with us as we conclude this hour, uh, the Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month. Here on St. Gabriel Radio, we're going to, just together in this final prayer, consecrate ourselves to the heart of Jesus. So we invite you to unite to us in prayer. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel before you. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever, and in you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all of our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering forever. Amen. Amen. 
This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.